0: All right, that music means it is time for a Miami Sports Pod. Will Manso and Dookie Lang this week. Clay has got the uh, what well, we taped during the Oscars, so he was busy watching the Oscars. Is that what it is? Is that I, the excuse we're going with?
1: Yeah, let's go. With that I, I, he's watched every movie this year, so. He's a big movie buff. Huge. He's, he's our version Huge. of
0: David Sampson on the uh, Levitard <laughs> show. And I bring up Levitard, by the way. Uh, there's a segue to wow, that Wow,
1: that was nice. It was, it was like you planned
0: it. Like I planned it, but I didn't. Uh, Lebert, Dan Levitard, who always has uh, a unique perspective on Miami sports, and I think a unique perspective is interview skills. If you missed it, had a really engaging conversation with Pat Riley for a show he did on ESPN. Now, the conversation itself was more on Riley the person. Riley, the the way he thinks, the way his life has gone and evolved from job to job, and as a player and coach in the championships and all the things that drive a man who at 73 still is hungry for more. Uh the reason we are going to discuss it today is because of the Miami Heat, look, their struggles continue. This is a team right now that is just not playing good basketball. And and it's funny, Dookie, you know, over the weekend I went to a couple events, and anytime I go to an event and and someone comes over to talk Heat basketball. They say the same thing to me. Hey, what's wrong with the Heat? When can this get going? What can, what can happen? And you know what my answer has now become? Guys, It's it, I don't think it could get going. Uh, you know, I think this is this team. And for the course of 50, 60 games, I could say, hey, it might get going. But at some point, I think we just have to realize this team is, the way it constructed, is just a middle-of-the-pack team that will have its good moments and has had its good moments and this season really is just about Dwayne Wade's last season. I'm not sure that even if this team sneaks into the playoffs, I think it's pretty clear that the direction that this roster is taking them is not the one where fans want them to be and certainly where the organization wants them to be.
1: Oh, it's funny because I remember when we were discussing on the podcast, this was maybe a year ago, mm-hmm. and Dwayne was still debating if he came back. And I said, the only thing I want all I care about is one more season of Dwayne. Yep. that's all. That's all I wanted, and uh, here we go, and we get it. Um, first of all, I think I should give Lebetard some credit because Pat Riley. I mean, for a guy who has been in the public eye for as long as Pat Riley has been, for a guy who has been an icon of sports, of fashion, of wisdom, of the winner within his book, mm-hmm. of ch- of champion nine rings, championship basketball. It's very rare that you can learn a lot about a guy from an interview when they're 73 years old and have been famous for 51 years. He was in the NBA. But that interview was really cool. Excellent. And, oh, and, and and it was yeah. really yeah. and, and is it the was the
0: best in the business when it comes to that kind of intuitive really perspective to get from a person. He is about as... I mean I think he's the best. In the I
1: business. mean, he was sitting in a classic car with Pat Riley, talking about Pat Riley's life. I mean, that would be the equivalent of, say, I don't know, if you had a producer, Will, who uh, set up an interview, for example, I don't know, with someone like Jimmy Johnson. And you guys went down to the Keys and conducted the interview. Oh, here we go again. And then one of you, whoever it might be.
0: Is your worst memory? I mean, is this your worst memory in adulthood right now when it comes to work? It's pretty bad. I mean, the story is this. Jimmy, Jimmy and I had a conversation over at his restaurant in Key Largo. Uh, David, as a producer, was there overseeing things. It was for a Super Bowl special we did maybe a decade ago. And Jimmy says, turns around and says, hey, you want to go for a ride to my place? We know we're going. And David assumes it, you know, just raises, yeah, I'll go. Of course. He's like, well, we only have room for one because I have a Corvette. So Jimmy and I ride up the 35, 40-minute drive where Jimmy proceeds to Look, as someone who talks a lot, and I know I do, I probably said maybe... 20 words on the entire drive. And they were mostly like, oh my God, really? That's crazy. What? Things like that. As Jimmy told some of the great stories that I can't share on this podcast about the history of the hurricanes, his time there, his time with the Cowboys, stories about those crazy teams. And I can just feel from the other car, Dookie's pain.
1: And then, so then I I get out of the car and, and I'm riding in the car behind them and there's just these wild gesticulations, just hand motions. And I'm like, my God, that looks like a compelling conversation. It was. And I get out and Will goes, those are the best 20 minutes of my life.
0: That was like 35, 40
1: minutes. And I was just like, I hate you. So anyway, uh, back to Pat Riley. I think, Will, there is a method to Riley's madness in why he did this interview, how he did this interview, and how the interview relates to the current state of the Miami Heat. Well,
0: look, before, I want you to keep going, but in the interview, for those that missed it, about one minute, if that of it, was about the Miami Heat and about this current Miami Heat roster, it was a historic perspective and then an, an, a look inside of who the man is and what makes him tick. You can gather things from it about what he's going to do with the Heat, but outside of his one line, I'll, after you're done, I'll say the line that he said, but go ahead what you're going to say. But he spoke very little about the Heat.
1: But there, I think that was very conscious. I think right now, amongst Heat fans, and you can speak to it because, like you said, you get approached at events and you get approached about Pat Riley all the time. I think for years there was sort of—and I'm— if you look back at the success of the Heat franchise, it's all tied to Pat Riley. It's tied to Riley coming here and then Riley got Zoe, and then Riley drafted Wade and then Riley got Shaq and then Riley got the big 3. Obviously, Dwayne is a common thread and there's it's not he doesn't deserve all the credit, but ultimately, well, the
0: real common thread is Riley.
1: Right. But but the real common thread of all the Heat successes Pat Riley. The Heat <laughs> Look, the Heat started in 88. I I was 7 years old. They were fun because you got to see opposing teams, but they were not a real deal until Pat Riley got here. And when Pat Riley got here, the Heat changed. The Heat became what they are now. And I think there has always sort of been this mantra of, in Riley we trust, that Heat fans have had because when he was recruiting LeBron James, he sat across the table from him, he put his rings on the table and said, you want to be a part of this or not? And so there's sort of this Godfather image of Pat Riley. Well, fast forward to post-LeBron, 2015 to now, and to, well, 2014, mm-hmm. the finals in 2014 till now, and I think that image has taken a hit amongst some Heat fans.
0: Oh, pa- no, a lot. Particularly a lot just on here.
1: Twitter, where people oh, those just oh, people are miserable. On yeah, where but but I I think Riley's image and the trust that just an inherent trust, an unconditional trust. I think it's taken a bit of a hit because we all can admit this is a flawed roster. So what I think Riley was doing with that interview was essentially putting his nine rings on the table again and just reminding people like I'm 73 years old, I'm not quitting anytime soon. I'm Pat Riley. I've always been Pat Riley. I've been in this game for 50 years. I've forgotten more basketball than you know, and I'm not done yet. And His exact
0: quote, at my age at 83, you've got to have something to chase. 73. 73, excuse me. At my age at 73, thank you for the correction, you've got to have something to chase. I'm still chasing another championship with Eric and Mickey and with the team. How we're going to get there, I don't know, but we're going to get there again one day, and I believe that now. Of course, the people that are anti-Pat Riley are think he's, he's done and he can't do the job. He said to me, like, what do you mean you don't know? Guys, I, I think the I don't know part isn't that he doesn't know if it's going to happen or how it's going to happen. I think what he means is that there's a number of ways it could happen. It could come through making another big trade like he has with Shaq and Zoe and others in the past. It could be falling into a great draft pick that turns into a star like Dwayne Wade. It could be signing a free agent, as he did with LeBron James and changed the course of Heat history. So the point is, I don't think Pat Riley's saying... I don't know how I could do this. I think, I think he's saying that I have many options. I don't know which is the one that's actually going to be the path as the heat when they prepare trust me they're two three four years in advance in their plan of what they're going to do doesn't all work out that way sometimes in that plan you get lucky and get a draft pick that's better than expected look did anyone think when Dwayne Wade was drafted that he would be one of the great two guards in the history of the league and a future hall of famer I don't think so I think a lot of people thought he could be a special player Dwayne himself has said that look if I could have played 10 years and been productive I would have considered it a great career He's one of the best ever at his position, and he's got three rings. I don't think anyone, the day that Dwayne got introduced by David Stern and then introduced to the city of Miami, holding Zaire at a news conference, when Zaire was one, 17 years later, would say he's got three rings and become this player. So that's why I think that's where the I don't know from Pat Riley. There are a lot of elements of uncertainty when you're trying to build a team.
1: And I just think Pat Riley wanted to remind us – the South Florida Sports Universe that he's Pat Riley. I, I think he I think he kind of wanted to establish that. And he sort of peeled back some of the layers of, you know, his childhood. He talked about losing his dad when he was twenty five and how his parents didn't go to his games. He talked about, uh, growing up, they didn't have a lot of money, and he had a lot of siblings. And Mr. GQ, Mr. Armani, didn't he have talk, a lot of clothes. He Talked
0: a lot about the uh, his romantic side. He, ta- ta- uh, he, ta- he talked
1: right. He talked. He talked about his relationship with his wife. He talked about giving away his daughter at his wedding. I mean, he really opened up about who he is as a person. And I think he's at the point now where he's he's a smart guy. He knows that to most people right now, that is more interesting than the luxury tax hell that the heat are currently in. <laughs> like yeah. I, I and I and I
0: think that's a smart play. Well, if Dan goes out there and interviews Pat about the current state of the heat, right. no one's watching it. No one's watching the heat fans.
1: And they're just curse and they're just cursing at the screen and they're just you know, and they're yeah. just and, and they're just they're basically just being, you know, angry Twitter people. And I think I mean I think I don't know if there's a logical heat fan out there right now. Like I, I don't know if there's if the but but I think the logical heat fan would take
0: by the way there's no such thing as a logical any sports fan because when the Heat were winning that's true everyone thought the Heat were going to win 10 championships and then when LeBron left he was the worst thing ever and <laughs> right, it, they, right. It, people are just not when it comes to sports and passion people right. aren't, that's why when I joke and say Oh, Twitter's an awful place Twitter's not really an awful place just Twitter's where we go as sports fans to rant and sometimes I don't want to hear the rants sometimes when I'm talking about What happened in the late moments of a game? I don't want seventy people adding me. SPO sucks. Fire. You know
1: what? It's it's funny you say that. And and this is a little bit tangential, but that's where I live. Uh, The Duke Carolina game was this past week. Big story about uh, and actually kind of really I thought about this in relation to Riley about Zion Williamson tears Mm -hmm. up his Nike, um, can't play the rest of the game, and you know Twitter was just hammering about Zion and my text, my phone was hammering me about Zion and, you know, my friends, my enemies, everyone. And I was like, man, I would enjoy this game so much more if I didn't have my phone. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, like it's, we've, we've become at a point where we can't watch a sporting event. You know,
0: you and I talk about this because we're both Giants fans. When I watch the Giants in a big game, I rarely tweet. Right. I will, I will maybe if there's a big touchdown or big play, grab my phone and tweet something but I'm not really replying much with people even fellow Giants fans or just people that follow me for my work here Uh, I just I gotta be in the moment I've gotta enjoy because what happens is if you sit there and type man Eli's off to a a good start you know very good start for Eli in the first quarter I'll get Eli sucks he's a bum He, He, you know he should retire and it's like I just want to watch the game. And that's, and that, look, to your point, that's the way, that's the bad side of instant reaction.
1: It's just, it's just not necessary. Like, take a minute and think about it. But, but just to draw an analogy to something I, I thought about during and after that Zion incident, and then kind of relating to this Pat Riley interview, a lot of people, when Zion Williamson got hurt, were like, he needs to shut it down. And that's, we could, I could do a two hour podcast on Zion I mean, Williamson. Why are you turning this podcast around? No, no, I have, I have a point here. And, Basically, uh, there were a lot of screaming heads out there who were saying, well, Zion has nothing left to prove. He should never play another minute of college basketball. He's not getting paid. Go be the first pick. Go make—which is fine. That's an opinion. But then I heard Charles Barkley say something about Zion that reminded me a lot of Pat Riley. Barkley said that I'm getting very aggravated listening to all of these people telling Zion Williamson that he shouldn't go play college basketball because— I played three years of college basketball. Shaq was sitting there. Shaq played several years of college basketball. Michael Jordan played several years of college basketball. Barkley said, we're basketball players. That's what we do. And when I watched that Pat Riley interview, he's a basketball guy. That's what he does. If he wanted to retire and go live in California, in wine country, and live a good life with his family, he's got plenty of money, he could go relax, hang out with his wife, and live happily ever after but at 73 years old there is an in, there's something about him internally that is still driving him that has him at 73 talking about where is the next championship where what is the next path to greatness for myself for the Miami heat for heat fans yeah. and i think that's that's internal that's how somebody is wired you if, if you have that, if that's in your soul, if that's who you are, that's not going to change because you're, you're 73 years old, and that's not going to change because you had a bad run after you know one of the greatest players of all time left. Riley wants to win, and I certainly don't think that Riley wants to go out like that. I certainly don't think that after everything that he has done and all the success that he has had in South Florida, that he wants to leave Heat fans with this taste in their mouth, yeah. of of a mediocre team that's that's a couple games out of the eighth playoff spot panthering, basically.
0: Yeah, and that's—and look, to your point, I always say this when people say he's done, fire him or move on. Number one is you're 100% correct. Pat Riley—and you heard him tell Dan this in the interview— he said, I, I don't believe in retirement because I always have to look for the next thing. That's what keeps you going. And it's true, and it's a great perspective in life. Like, you know, I have a father who struggled with his health, he's eighty one years old, and I always tell him, Dad, you gotta you gotta focus on the next day and what's ahead. You can't just sit there and reflect and you can't just sit there and think there's nothing more to come. You have to think of what the next day brings and what the challenges are. And that keeps a person going, especially as they get into their seventies and eighties, and whether health is an issue or not. In Pat's case, he's a healthy man, he looks great. Yeah. But the mind is a thing that could easily go the wrong direction if you if you don't keep it motive. It's like it's like you're working out. It's like you gotta get. And Pat's passion is that next thing, and part of it is a championship. But to your point, and I think more the way it coincides with Heat fans is, if not Pat Riley, if not Eric Spolstra, then who? You know, we go through this with the Dolphins. A decade plus of change after change after change after change. And two years, of three years of this guy, three years of the guy, three. You know, it's like it becomes a broken record. What's been the great thing about the Heat organization that's respected all over the NBA, even if you're not a fan? Continuity. And stability. Yeah, continuity, stability, whatever you want to, whatever adjectives you want to use. That's what makes the heat and this whole thought of, you know, Pat wore a culture shirt intentionally, by the yeah, way. I mean, the whole you, thing, the,
1: to know, me, the whole thing was intentional. The entire you know interview was intentional. You
0: know what he's pitching. Yep. And by the way, speaking of pitching, I almost <laughs> forgot to mention this. Our sponsor today, Vera <laughs> Motors. When you spend your hard-earned money on a car, go to a place with a reputation. I promise you there's no business in the state of Florida with a better reputation than Vera Motors. Vera Cadillac, Buick, GMC, Pembroke Pines. The Vera family has been serving South Florida for 60 years. For the best deal in South Florida, the best service, Vera Cadillac, Buick, GMC. Vera Cadillac, Buick, GMC, 300 South University Drive, three miles north of the stadium, Pembroke Pines. The thought of culture is something that I think a lot of people outside of the organization, I think even Heat fans themselves, kind of tire because culture doesn't work when you're losing. Culture doesn't sell when you're losing. But culture within that building, that organization is 100% what they're all about and what pat is trying to say is we've proven our culture in 20 plus years of me being here as a as an organization that wins and the moments we don't win we find a way to fix the problem and eventually win and that was to his quote that we read and what he told dan is i don't know how what avenue we're going to take of the many routes that are possible but we're going to win again. And that's the only way that I can think and speak and work every day.
1: Well, the thing about Pat Riley's success with the Miami Heat is it's always been big, epic, giant, seismic moves. Riley has never been... One of those little sort of, I mean, well, gigantic trades until
0: now. Until Well, and that's, that's and that's the, the point. A hundred percent. These aren't sexy moves.
1: No, a hundred. His his entire legacy, okay, from Showtime with the Lakers, where it was the stars of stars, to Patrick Ewing and the Knicks with that grungy, dirty style that they had. But star. But still, stars. And then back here to Miami with where, where getting Zoe was a big deal. Getting Tim Hardaway was a big deal. Getting Shaq, they drove a freaking diesel truck down Biscayne Boulevard. Yes. Getting Dwayne, you know, that may have been a small move, but that was probably the most well, important then, move. Like, there
0: may have been some luck there. Like, you know, those hundred you mentioned, you knew you were getting an established player. Again, we didn't know what Dwayne was. They could have gone another direction and screwed that one up. But they picked Dwayne, and they made the right choice. And no matter the mechanisms in place to make it happen, they made the right move, and Dwayne is the great player he is. And Dwayne has credited Pat a lot for his career. And by the way, Pat has credited Dwayne a lot for revitalizing his career and finally bringing him his championships here. I mean, it goes both ways. 100%. That's another thing. When people say, like, oh, who's Riley going to be good with? James Johnson, Dion Waiters will know. I mean, you don't think Pat Riley knows he needs superstars? I mean, you think you're going to outsmart
1: smart <laughs> Building a team with Pat Riley, and that and that's exactly what he was trying to remind people. He was dropping his rings on the table again. He was saying, "This, I'm, I'm Pat Riley. I know what I'm doing." Again, the big three they popped out of the stage. So when Riley has made moves, they've been sexy, gigantic, big, sexy moves. And unfortunately, what has happened to the Heat is, as personally, I think. There's a human element to this. It's really simple, and I think that getting LeBron, who's a generational player, all-time top five player. Generational?
0: He's a, yeah. He's, 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 I don't. Know, what's the next word after? Generation? Yeah,
1: I, I mean he's he's a top five player of all time. How, however, you, I, I don't like to rank one, two, three, four, whatever. He's a, he's in that conversation.
0: I mean it's Deion Waiters, Michael Jordan, right? Deion, LeBron, G-
1: exactly. Zion yeah. Williamson. So you to, when, to have that player and then lose him when you thought that he was going to be a centerpiece of what the heat were going to do as riley said in some of the clips they released before the interview for the next 10 years mm. i think he got shook like any other human being would be we all it, did we and i i, th- I town, really by the way this town hasn't
0: been the same since no i i
1: i think riley had this player and had this team and saw it as his legacy to leave this this with then he loses LeBron, which he got shook. And then Chris Bosch gets sick, which is something that is beyond anybody's prediction, beyond anyone's control. Could you imagine how good Chris Bosch would be as a stretch five in today's NBA? That makes phenomenal. My goodness, he would he would fit in so well. But he loses Bosch, he loses and then he gets into an ego contest with Dwayne Wade and Dwayne leaves. So boom, your big three is gone. And so mistakes. Mistakes were made, well, and, I think, been, and I think, and I think Riley, make and I think Riley in the last six, actually in the last year, has basically admitted to and tried to address every one of his mistakes. I think by bringing Dwayne back last year, I think Riley and Pat, were, uh, Riley and Dwayne, were basically saying like, that probably shouldn't have gone down like that. No, and 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 so I think Riley, who's about as proud a guy as you're going to meet, basically said, you know what, we messed up. Come on back. You're a part of our family that was one and yeah. then this year the trade that was made the Tyler Johnson Wayne Ellington trade was another was another admission of hey our roster isn't that good we can't do the diesel truck move right now we're not in a position to do that yet but we're working on it yeah. and i think i think the we know we screwed up we're working on it is not something that's necessarily going to sell With fans, but I think if you're logical and you look at the league and you look at the fact that Golden State's going to win the championship, no matter what happens, and you look at the fact that (laughs) the Heat are what they are right now, the truth is that they need to get their money right and then they can think about doing something big. That's a, that's just the reality. We need to get our money
0: right as well. Our sponsor today, Vera Motors. <laughs> when you spend your hard-earned money on a car, go to a place with a reputation. I promise you there's no business in the state of Florida with a better reputation than Vera Motors. Vera Cadillac, Buick GMC, Pembroke Pines. The Vera family has been serving South Florida for 60 years for the best deal in South Florida, the best service. Vera Cadillac, Buick GMC, Vera Cadillac, Buick GMC, 300 South University Drive, three miles north of the stadium, Pembroke Pines. So now as we get on the stretch run of this pod, and we talk about Pat Riley. So, okay, why why is it significant to talk about Pat now? The Heat are probably not going to make the playoffs. Even if they do, they're not going to make much noise. They don't have a superstar. They're probably not going to have a top four pick in the draft. Even as much as they struggle, it's going to take you know odds against the odds are certainly against them of getting, like you said, a Zion Williamson, a, an impactful player that could change the franchise immediately. They don't have salary cap space next year. I mean, what what are we missing here? Yeah, this is not a good situation. It's not. But. What Pat Riley's telling you is I'm aware of all this stuff, but like you said, I've I've been here before. I've been in the lowest of moments. I've seen the struggles of teams. I've seen stars leave. I've seen players struggle. I've seen players get sick. I've seen everything you could possibly imagine. And I always bounce back. So I think the message and the reason we did this pod this week is because the message from Pat Riley I thought was important for Heat fans to hear is listen to my history. Hey, eighteen year old kid, 20 year old kid on Twitter exactly. who thinks he knows more than anybody in the world? <laughs> exactly. You don't know more about basketball than I do. And by the way, hey Will Manso, Hey David Lang, Hey Clay Ferrero. Hey anybody, you don't hey Dan Lebertard, you don't know more about basketball than I do. I know and I've seen it all. and trust me until my last breath, I literally to my last breath, I am gonna work to make it right. And as a heat fan, Why wouldn't you want that? Who the hell else are you going to get? Fire this, retire old man, get this, get fire spell. What, What delusional fan base are you... What are you doing? That's not the way it works.
1: I mean, imagine the Miami Dolphins as a point of comparison, which neither franchise probably loves. But the Dolphins, South Florida has been looking for a steward of that franchise, somebody who can create some sort of continuous direction, some sort of master plan, somebody who understands what the hell they're doing instead of this perpetual mediocrity. With the Heat, they have right now the mediocrity, mm-hmm. but they have the steward. The question is, do you trust Pat Riley? And Pat Riley basically made an argument for trusting him, which is, I've been doing this for 51 years. Yeah. This is my soul, this is my life. This is all I care about. I'm dedicated to the city of Miami, to winning championships with Mickey Harrison, to the Heat culture which I'm wearing on my chest, and this is this is this is not what I do, this is who I am. And and I mean he's a legend. And 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 you know what? The thing about it is he's not someone who came here with a big name and didn't deliver. I mean Back to the Dolphins. Bill Parcells is a legend. He came to the Dolphins. He did not deliver.
0: Nick Saban. Nick Saban, legend, one of the great college yep. coaches of all time, flopped here.
1: So, but, but Riley, Riley has consistently like the thing. The thing about the Heat is they never really, really like they have a few down moments, but. They rarely suck. <laughs> like, and, and I, it's not a word I like to use, but like when you look at a team, you're like, "Wow, that team sucks." This they're they're not.
0: Problem they're, is, they're they're a little middle of the pack now post LeBron. Correct. And, and, and you know, post LeBron is now it's it's you know, kids are in kindergarten that were born post LeBron. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's getting up there. Time's starting to pass. And
1: and so I think I think the 18 year old troll who you're talking about, who is our core market for, for this podcast, I think Thank you, trolls. I, I think that's who he's talking. I I think he feels. I think the fact that he recognizes that he needs to appeal to them mm-hmm. is just another sign to me that he hasn't lost his fastball. He recognizes that people are frustrated with him, and I think and, he f-
0: as, well as he said he's not going out like that.
1: And he fa- and he he's found and he like found that. he found a platform. With which to do it. Because notice he didn't, after a trade deadline, call his normal news conference. So he didn't open it up to just everyone to ask him questions. Yeah. He, he very specifically orchestrated the time, the place, the venue, the storytelling, so that he could get his message out in a specific way. And the fact that the 2018-2019 heat were less than a minute of that message was conscious. He doesn't want you to oh, think yeah. about that That's in his not, legacy.
0: This team will be a blip a blip in Pat Riley's And that's what he Pat, wants you to know. history and in the history of the Miami Heat. It will. It will be a blip. There's and no doubt about
1: it. That's what he that he was trying to emphasize. Outside, this is a bad moment.
0: Outside of Dwayne's final year. Obviously.
1: Yeah. I that, mean, well, Dwayne's. We will, yeah. What
0: will we look back on when we remember this year? Dwayne Wade's last dance. 100%. That's it. Not the loss against the Pistons on Saturday <laughs> night, not the ugly losses against the Hawks. That will all be forgotten because in Pat Riley's mind, Dwayne's going to get sent off with the respect and love that he deserves. And they're going to be back as a winner. And my message to Heat fans, you don't have to believe me, is I'm, I'll roll with Pat Riley any day.
1: I mean, they look, he's he's correcting one mistake, which was letting Dwayne walk out of that building. Should have never happened. And he's working on the other. And, and that's, that's it. it. That's and, and give him his opportunity.
0: And that is it for Miami Sports Podcast. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back next week talking more sports. Uh, Clay will be back. Uh, we will be back. And we always appreciate your uh, listening every single week.